episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Slayton Langelzigic. I'm Isaac. I'm Deepa. I'm Ryan. And I'm Roy Vandewater. And so joining us today, we've got three people who are uh, actually work on two separate scrum teams, but um, you guys have recently, I guess as of probably two months now, maybe three months, have moved into uh, like a bullpen, like a shared team space. Uh, so I was curious what you guys thought about going from working in cubicles to working in more of a team room environment. I love it. I like the collaboration and working with other people and being able to hear conversations and have quick meetings without having to go anywhere else. Do you ever think it's too noisy? It's always the complaint that we heard before. Before everyone moved in there, it was always, it'll be too loud, I won't get any work done. Have you experienced that at all? I think maybe at first just a little bit, but you really quickly learn how to ignore that and work through it, so it's not so bad. Um, I didn't like the idea first. I thought there'll be no privacy. The I won't concentrate, and it'd be too noisy. Um, but I think I kind of gelled into how the whole group works and started to learn how to concentrate, even with the noise around me. I think I like it. So one of the other things that has kind of happened since the you guys have moved into these team rooms is that you've become more self-organizing in lots of different ways, kind of like the way you do the work and all kinds of things. Uh, one example that I thought of with uh, Isaac and Deepa and your team, you're using a physical board, which is something that you guys hadn't used in the past. Um, what, what's your experience been with trying to do something totally different? So moving to the board, um, I thought it was actually kind of cool because I think, um, and not just our team, but I think everybody's like kind of hated Rally, which is the tool that we use online to track our task and all that. So we kind of never really kept it up to date and it just for me at least it felt like I never knew what people were working on so moving to the board I thought was really cool because you can actually see who has what task and you can see where it's at and I liked it a lot. Yeah it was more open to see who was working on what and what the status was um, probably the morning and also check in the evening on it. That was very helpful. Is there anything you've experienced Roy as far as things you've observed as you know the teams being more self-organizing or doing more team activities that maybe we're more used to? Uh, I, I, I like that the, the, the team that I've been a part of recently switched to using a physical board as well, and we're only two days in, but it, to me it already feels like it's making a huge difference from a what tasks people are working on awareness and an actual like looking at the tasks. Like you mentioned like Rally's pain in the ass, so we threw all these tasks in there, and I'm, I'm used to like working. Like in the past I always worked in the environment where I grab a task off the board and work on it in front of my desk and I don't work on anything without a task but it was such a pain to go in and find my tasks in Rally that I, I wouldn't I would never look and so I started working the same way as everybody else just not looking at tasks at all which really made tasking during planning feel really irrelevant other than as a way to get more accurate estimates yeah and it's funny because when we use the electronic tools we think that's for better communication but we found that the communication has actually been faster and better by having the physical thing there, right? If we had like a magical touch board with everything totally digitally up there all the time, maybe we would get a similar experience. Just so we have a power outage. Yeah. (laughs) But the fact that it's abstracted away on some web page that someone keeps on a tab that's hidden behind other windows and then you got to go in there, like updating, we would always have problems with people updating their hours, right? Mm -hmm. What did you work on? Is it in progress? Is it complete? But with a physical card, it's so fast and simple. I think the idea, too, that we've been doing where we actually have the card, like, hanging over our desks makes it really easy to, like, point in the general direction of a task. Like, if, if uh, two of the guys are working on one task and working on another task, we can be like, that task, and, like, wave at that side of the room, which is a 
which is a really general but quick way to reference something that in a digital tool would be like, um, just like in task T436, whatever, you know? Yeah. I also like that we use the color-coded pens, too. So we know when it's really easy to identify when things are in progress. Before, you know, you'd have to go into Rally and actually make sure you double-click the little P or whatever. A lot of times. You guys have all the pins, so we just have random colored pins now. Oh, do you? Yeah, we have... Uh, steal some. Yeah, we have the pens so we can block things, show them in progress, show the ones that are still available and which ones are complete. So. Do you guys think that that sort of... Um, that like way of organizing the work would have been possible or easy to do when you were still in cubicles. Do you think the team room has made a big impact on that? I definitely think the team room made a big impact on that. It's a lot easier. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot easier, and I think we save a lot of time just interacting with each other because we are all in the same room, um, checking on things. And How many times in a cubicle did you get up to go talk to somebody and they weren't there? And you well, waste? it's always messenger first. Right. Then, yeah. And then the mail. Wait for a response. Yeah. Oh, then you get up. Then they're not there. Yeah. So something cool happened in our team a few weeks ago too, which is that somebody from uh, a non-software engineering team that, that generates content that we interface with a lot, or supposed to interface with a lot, joined our team and sits with us as well. And that's been huge because even though we, it's really difficult for us to pair and help each other directly with the work that we do, the fact that we're sitting in the same space and overhear each other talking and are and, and are just naturally communicating more I feel has has improved our ability to to help each other like by leaps and bounds well he's noticed a major difference that too like he, yeah he loves sitting in there even when the dialogue isn't directly related to what he's doing he likes to be around to be involved in the discussion yeah. um, one thing that a lot of teams struggle with is you know they're trying to become a team or have some like feeling of a team and generating working agreements um, always seems kind of difficult for a lot of teams, but I would say you guys seem like every retrospective you come up with some new goal um, and, and a new thing, like a new working agreement, and it seems like everyone pretty much sticks to them. I'm curious why uh, before, when you guys were sitting in cubicles, it didn't really feel that way, like you didn't, it wasn't so easy to make working agreements, and so I wonder if, is it easier to hold people accountable just because you're together all the time kind of thing, and it's easy to notice when someone's maybe going off track, or yeah, I think so. I think the visibility is there. I think before when you're sitting here, you keep yourself isolated. You, I mean, sometimes you don't even think about the team. When you're and sitting the there, kind smart code was not that prominent sitting in your own queue. Right yeah. now we have it on a common board, so everybody reads it and you see it all the time, so it's always part of your iteration. Yeah, I think too, a smart code just isn't that relevant when you're working primarily by yourself. Like, you're working in isolation, it doesn't really matter if you're upholding the team. Like, that, those issues don't come up, right? Because, like, you have your own issues, somebody else has their own issues, and you're not going to observe shared issues between everybody. Has there been anything that you guys haven't liked about the team room so far? So, Ryan and I had an argument earlier today, about about an hour or two ago, actually, which we haven't resolved yet, about... Uh, <laughs> Another podcast. About We're about to punch him right now. Yeah, <laughs> about about uh, yeah, constant interrupting each other with questions. So like Ryan and I were preparing on something and we were like, I felt like we were building up some steam, like some, some inertia, um, doing test-driven development, like switching back and forth a lot. And then somebody came in and asked Ryan a question on something that he expertise, had expertise on and got pulled off into a discussion. And our working agreement is that uh, you don't do silent work, but I kept working anyway. So now all of a sudden it was like, it was either violate a work agreement or stop working. And it became like, it became kind of an issue. And it almost feels like retrospective Retrospectives aren't frequent enough for us to deal with those type of issues because they crop up too, too frequent. Like hmm. stuff like that happens too quickly. Like I, I can't afford to wait until Friday for us to, to, to deal with that. You know what I mean? 
I didn't like the toenails I found under my uh, my spot when I moved into the bullpen, but I think that's been resolved for the most part. <laughs> I guess personal hygiene's kind of a big one. With, that was a different team, though. So to be yeah, fair. those were there before us. <laughs> what about you, Deepa? Anything that you well, I didn't like or? that we didn't have a common um, what is it? The presentation board. Oh, the whiteboard. Oh, the whiteboard. Yeah, the whiteboard. Yeah. That was initially tough during planning, and also, what else did we have? But now we have it, so I feel comfortable. So that's interesting, too. You guys do planning in your team room, in your bullpen, but we choose to do it in a separate conference room. And I'm wondering, like, why do you guys choose to do it in your team room? I guess we're the ones that are doing it weirdly, so maybe we have to excuse our behavior. I think we like, yeah, we don't have to move. I think we like the fact that we have the team room, so we pretty much use it for everything. We do the retro planning, everything in there. Yeah, I'd say everyone feels more comfortable in the team room, just in general. And when we go into a conference room, that's when it gets kind of lifeless because there's usually like one person driving the you know computer that's showing stuff on the screen, and it seems kind of like you can kind of check out. But in the team room, it's a little more intimate environment. Like everyone's usually sitting around a small little table, and um, people are having more fun. And it's like just your yeah. own place, so you're familiar with it. Uh, I was first uh, against having demos in the bullpen because I thought it will not be very serious. People won't consider it, you know, like people won't be responsible and all that. But after the first demo in our bullpen, I think I was very comfortable in the same place where I work and do the demo. It didn't feel odd to, you know, like, talk about. So I kind of feel like if I were to do planning or de uh, inside of the bullpen that if I were, it would be really hard for me to resist the temptation to turn to my computer and start working on something when, uh, when the planning gets tedious. And then the other thing that I kind of feel is like moving into a different room is kind of like the room is associated with the planning mindset. So it's like when I'm in this room, I'm in planning mode. And when I'm in this room, I'm in developing mode. And I kind of feel like I make that mental switch when I walk through the doorway. One thing I did like about watching them plan is how they gather around a center table. Mm -hmm. It does pull you away from the computer a little bit. It also gets you face to face with the people that you're planning with, right? Which I think we don't even still do very well in our stand-ups. We all kind of stand back against our machines. It's true. And getting closer and getting kind of interpersonal with people, I think, generates a better feel as a team. And our planning too involves us looking at like in a U shape at a at a common screen. I wonder I wonder what it would be like if we got rid of the projector and just didn't have that at all, and instead just sat in a circle and talked. Yep. You probably don't need to see that. Yep. And I've noticed that since we are gathered around that smaller table, it seems like everybody's closer. When we used to be in a conference room, like some people would sit way at one end, other people at the other end. And yeah, then, we do the same thing. And then breaking out tasks on index cards wasn't very productive then because it was too far away to see what was going on and the interaction just wasn't there. That's the thing I like the most about sitting in the team room is it's so much. It's so easy if we're talking about a story and Deepa starts talking about something, it's so easy for someone to just to grab a Sharpie and put it in front of her and basically say like, okay, start writing tasks. And in the, in the conference room, when everyone's so spread out, it's kind of like, okay, who's going to write this down? And then it turns into like an argu well, an argument. But and then usually there's a dedicated scribe. Yeah, you sit all across the room, and yeah. then you're not together when you do the tasks right. and all that. And all that is maybe easy. maybe we should seriously consider how we do our planning because ours feel pretty lifeless and energyless. So I always like to ask the practical questions. Um, if you had like a friend that was a software developer or had a similar role that you have uh, working in another company and and someone, I mean, maybe they, their boss was thinking about moving uh, their team into a team room. What kind of advice would you give them, or you know, what would you, what kind of tips and tricks would you give them now that you've done it for a while? Well, I would say first off that it requires a mind shift that 
programming is a collaborative effort. I've used, been used in my career it being a silo type thing. You get your little assignment, you go into your cave, and you come out of the cave every once in a while, and you kind of slip your coat out of the door kind of thing. And the mindset has to change where you're working together as a group, and it's collective ownership of the code. And that's really, I think, a key shift in my mind to accepting this style of, of interaction. Yeah, and I'd say definitely just be open to it. Just go for it. Because I know some people really weren't excited about it at all, but see a complete 360 when they just go for it and try it. Yeah, it's more like teamwork that dominates and that should dominate instead of your individual thinking there. You should probably gel well with your group. So flip side for you, Roy, since you have more experience working in a collaborative environment, um, what have you noticed or maybe when you first started when we were doing more like the siloed stuff, what were the what were the big like downfalls that you saw? problems that you saw with the old way of doing it. Back when we were siloing? Yeah. Like back in Ingram? No, no. I mean, when I think when you started here, it was we hadn't really made that whole like mind shift, mi- mindset change that Ryan had mentioned. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel like we had, what we had at first is we had uh, different types of developers. So we had a flash developer and a back-end developer and a whatever developer, right? We had like all these specialized roles. And then as we started pairing and working in a, in, in like a team room, it became impossible to maintain those roles. Because as a Flash developer, they may not necessarily be a Flash story, or I might, like, because one of the things we've been doing is randomized tasking based off of, uh, sorry, randomized pairing based off of, uh, like, names from hat. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it becomes impossible because you're pulled off of uh, Flash tasks as often as you're pulled onto, like, other stuff. So you don't get to, you don't get to maintain your own fiefdom, and you don't get to stick their own code. So that was one of the, like, negative things I saw in the past is you, like, if I'm a Flash developer and I never, or I... I would interact only with my Flash code, and Ryan is a back-end developer, and he'd only interact with the back-end code. We never even saw each other's codes. We never got to learn from each other. Hmm. I'll, I'll add another one. So Isaac and I, in our roles, originally were kind of outside the team. And I found that when I sat with the team and I was a participant in the tasks, that I had more influence with the team. I was kind of had street cred, or I was in the trenches. So when I had an opinion on something and wanted to influence the direction that the code was going, you know, we make ivory tower jokes, but it wasn't like issuing edicts from someplace in the distance. It was I was there every day working on the same stuff they were working on, and so my opinion I think carried more validity just just because of that, and not because of any title or position. Maybe it's more of just an ivory steeple now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. So thanks, guys, for joining us today. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866 244 8656.